The following program is rated TV MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Fuck, now I have to really squid my ears. Listen to you fuckers. Hey, keep it down, mate. Recording podcast. That's all right, man. Everything's a struggle, man. Here we go. Got him. Don't fucking touch the table, mate. (laughs) All right. Good afternoon, ladies and sister calls, and welcome to another episode of the Pig Athlete Club podcast, proudly brought to you by the Budgie Smugglers. Apologies on the last few two weeks. Uh, we kind of failed in Hawaii, but we'll get more into that in the Budgie Smugglers segment. Joining me today is the Supreme Pig, Keith Akinboa. What up? <laughs> you don't have to yell, man. You got the microphone, man. Uh, we're recording here live from our five-star Airbnb in San Diego, and joining us uh, two of our Calounger piggies, Liam and Parco. Welcome, boys. G'day, he's going, hey, boys. Thanks for having us. <laughs> um, introduce yourselves, guys, to our followers, our listeners. A little bit about yourself, what you like to do, and how you got into pack. Well, I'll go first. Uh, so, just unfortunately had the pleasure to know Jonathan Brown from Caloundra. So, he was probably one of the the early stages of us getting roped into it and sending our life down this black hole of a tunnel. Really, it's a, no, it's a good good uh, feeder club for degenerates. <laughs> yeah, Reggie's through and through, mate. Um, a little bit about yourself, mate. Uh, bit nervous, mate. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> day seven's better than day six, I think. So, yeah, in the wars at the moment. But um, other than that, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, fuck, mate, I'm screwed. <laughs> Just a little bit about yourself, mate. Uh, yeah, currently reside in Perth. Um, all about that rig pig FIFO lifestyle now. So, um, yeah, unfortunately, it's pretty much work, work, work and... Thankfully. A lot of waffling going on, sorry yeah. guys. Yeah. Uh, how did you get into rugby? We'll go there. How did you get into Lighthouse and rugby? No, you, mate. I'm trying to palm this off, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I got into Calandra rugby from about the age of seven or eight, really. Um, all juniors and then, yeah, up until about the age of 24, 25, I was still at Calandra and then, yeah, moved to play rugby in Perth. Yeah. Um, yeah. For those who don't know, Winnie's is on paper is a rugby league player, <laughs> um, but for some reason he's stuck by rugby union. Yeah, my Saturday night annex probably puts me in jail rugby. Yes. And Parco and yourself. Yep. Uh, so affectionately known as Rat Boy around the pack traps. Um, I'm the same as Winnie, living in Perth. Um, actual rig pig. I actually work on the drill rigs because. I didn't study in school very much and ended up out there. <laughs> um, I got into pack rugby a bit similar, like knew Johnny through Cloundra, played with his brother Marty Boys and um, hit the ripe old age of 21 and <laughs> thought it would be a good idea to go on a tour of rugby, which I might say shortened my rugby career if, if you ask me, but 
was just seeing the debaucherous acts in Thailand that <laughs> some of the boys get up to. So ended up just continuing and just doing as many tours as I can. And you guys, uh, your first tour was 2017, I believe, Yeah. in Bangkok. Um, how did you guys find your first tour? I remember my first tour, I was a bit shocked what goes on, but uh, it's kind of normal now. How did you guys uh, fit in? Uh, yeah, it was eye-opening, <laughs> to, to say the least. Um, like, yeah, coming from club rugby in a, Australia, like, it is fun, but it's it's not tour rugby, which obviously Australia lacks, but I thought we fit in pretty well. Yeah, yeah. The, the boys took us on a wing, Johnny, yeah. Tino, Shop, Siano, all them, so. No, we definitely, uh, we identified a few talents in you boys and, <laughs> and basically groomed you at a young age <laughs> and brought you into the fold. Uh, your name's Johnny, not Jeffrey. That's it. So some would say it was, uh, yeah, they came on tour, but I'd like to think we tra- we trafficked them on tour. <laughs> <laughs> now we're here in uh, in the US for our Magafest tour uh, next week, so we're slowly heading our way there. We're here currently here in San Diego, boys. You guys arrived in LA a few days ago. Yep. How was your, the first few days in 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 America? You've been here before, Parker, but yep. when are you first time? Yeah, first time in the states, obviously have tried to come on this tour uh 2020 i think was the go and then yeah, yeah. the spicy cough hit and two years later it's, it's finally happened but uh yeah LA's pretty sweet um again pretty green going in trying to find what to do and be a tourist really um venice and santa monica but yeah it was how'd your really first day tour go yeah first day was all right i, I arrived a day earlier than parco um Staying in one of the seedier backpackers I've ever stayed in, uh, in Hermosa Beach, but oh, yeah. met some of the other people staying at this hostel and ended up just ripping in with some <laughs> randoms from oh, all good. parts of life. It's quite good. Nice, and Paco? Yeah, LA was good. Like Hermosa Beach is a good party area. A um, few bars, like just quick little pub crawls for each of them. Yeah, Get yeah. a bit blind, just the, the standard, but San Diego's been... Amazing. T- turn it to another level. <laughs> There's some weird stuff, but some awesome stuff as well. Yeah, those listening, Parker's pretty much been on his phone every 10 minutes looking for how he's going to get a visa to move over here <laughs> no, to San Diego. I'm going to hook me up. That's <laughs> yeah. You should just fly to Mexico and then just try to run the board. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone <laughs> does it. <laughs> After our last Mexican stories, I'm not coming back there. Oh, uh, yeah, Parker actually came on the first, our first Megafest tour. Yeah. Um, how was that and what brought you back? Because there wasn't many good stories from coming from you. <laughs> well, that was like you'll hear us talk about probably Montana for Maggot Fest, which is out of control. But yeah, like America's—it's exactly kind of how you picture it. Like some of the party scenes, and and Mexico was scary but fun at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Johnny told a story about you guys on the Mexican border trying to come back. I think he said you were like a 70 kg yeah put a bit of sprinkles on the story (laughs) but i was talking to the best part about is he missed the vital detail of that story was so we had um tino and ed also there as well and um so they were in another cab obviously don't speak a lick of spanish between them (laughs) and um after we've been pulled over by the cops and getting patted down on the back of the um boot their cab just keeps driving past the border. <laughs> and um, next thing we see is 
they're stopped at a red light and they're just sprinting towards the border. They jumped out of the car. <laughs> yeah, they thought they were getting kidnapped. Oh. <laughs> in Tijuana. Left us fine. <laughs> Imagine someone wanting to kidnap Tino. <laughs> <laughs> You'd need a fucking army. Surely. <laughs> oh. And he can move. You see him play 10 on the rugby field. He gets around. Yeah. He loves to try to chip a chase. Yeah. Never regathers, but yeah, moves when he wants to. Um, yeah, boys. Um, luckily enough, we actually we uh, our tour here is sponsored by Budgie Smugglers and also the sponsor of our podcast. Uh, that brings us into our our segment, Budgie Smugglers uh, and Bordies Bandits. So, who is your Budgie Smuggler of the week and your Bordies Bandit? I like I'll get started so you guys kind of have an idea of how it goes. Uh, I'll start off with my Budgie Smuggler. Uh, the last week and a half. We've been in Hawaii for my brother's wedding, um, and we had a nice, I was going to call him a nice Jew man. He's actually a Jew. We called him Tom Jew. I'll give Tom uh, our Budgie Smuggler Award. We went on a day trip uh, to the other side of Hawaii. Everyone's drinking beers on the bus, and uh, we needed a, a driver. Did he want to drive, or you just yeah. made him? Yeah, he elected to drive. Yeah, so he was sober the whole trip, all day, and drove us all the way to the other side of the island while we were getting charged on the island. Um, so he deserves my budgie smuggler of the week. Absolutely. But uh, strap in, guys. I've got a few notes here from my uh, body's bandit. <laughs> my body's bandit of the week goes to a piece of shit who calls himself <laughs> our supreme leader. <laughs> First of all, he booked this bus trip and he expected someone to drive so far. So he ruined the trip for Tom. Lucky Tom is a, a budgie smuggler and just wore it on the Man. chin. Uh, you will not speak until I'm finished. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Bucks was planned for three, I think three or four days. And then on the Saturday was meant to be the last day. And then we never saw Johnny from the Saturday onwards because his lady friend arrived and he didn't want to talk to any of the boys. So we didn't see him on the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We did see him on the wedding for a few, you know, when he came and said hi every now and then and then went off to his corner. He just looked like he was holding a handbag. Really? He was. Yeah. Good boyfriend, but yeah. shit, mate. Well, wow. Wow. to the socials. <laughs> Excuse me, mate. <laughs> um... Before I pass it on to the boys, the last note why this guy is the Bordy's Bandit. <laughs> we uh, we booked the accommodation for Hawaii. I stayed with this guy. I thought Johnny's treating me to a nice, you know, <laughs> nice a, a nice area. We rocked up is the ghetto. It was backpackers <laughs> uh, shared backpacker room, um, but it was still not too bad until I saw where he moved to when his lady friend arrived. He moved to the castle, pretty much the king of the castle in Hawaii, and he didn't invite any of the boys up for the whole week. So, Johnny, you are my body's bandit of the week. I hope you can turn it around and Thanks, you know, man. get back in the good books. I definitely tried to buy my way out. <laughs> I did, in my defense, I did throw a party on the last... Uh, Last night for everyone, but you weren't. Oh, there, yeah, so. when we were all meant to be in San Diego, but <laughs> someone didn't come. But before Johnny, we pass on to Johnny, we'll go on to Paco. Yeah, so <laughs> my body's bandit is the exact same person. Oh, I can't believe it, <laughs> yeah, but I can. No surprise to anyone, but he's my body bandit because 
after being too late to, uh, two days late to San Diego, he releases a team sheet for Maggot Fest, <laughs> and, and he has dropped me from fullback to the bench, which is fine by me because it's it's a big big weekend. You need to steady yourself. But then Johnny proceeds to come in and say, "I put myself at 13 because I need to carry this team." <laughs> The only thing I've seen Johnny carry the last week is his Mrs. Handbag. <laughs> That's all I've seen. Like, checking all the photos from Hawaii, see what the boys are up to. And it's just Johnny there with his Mrs. Handbag. Just for people listening as well, the last game Johnny played, he played tighthead. So, and he's put himself as the centre. So, we're going to upload a pic from Hawaii as well, just to show you what kind of, what kind of mess we're talking about. <laughs> But who's your who's your budgie smuggler of the week? A good good carrot. So my budgie smugglers goes to to Winnie. Oh, jeez, um, oh, how it's, good! It's not very often appraising, but as we all know, like hostel beds can be pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and he he done some quality testing um, <laughs> for me because he's just been just a good bloke, just a top budgie smuggler. <laughs> So he tested, um, I think it was the mattress and the springs with um, a Chilean girl. But I think they were just jumping up and down on it for a bit. So, well, and yeah, proceeded that- to find this out yesterday. So I thanked him just to make sure my bed was nice and sturdy. Well, we they were bunk beds. So yeah, how else do you test them? Oh, well, I've been known for a lot worse, I guess. So that's all right. Um, my uh, budgies... Uh, would be probably the, the San Diego people. Yeah. They've just been unreal, it's very look, friendly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could say that, but I mean, very approachable, um, and also just enjoy talking Australia. I don't know what, especially me of all people. That's surprising because yeah. when I rocked up on the <laughs> other day, you're trying to fight a lady. <laughs> 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 well, I've got to pick on someone's side. Which mate. we do not. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. We're not about that. No. Oh, yeah. There was some substance abuse there. That probably <laughs> <towards> that. <laughs> but uh, who's your uh, body's bandit? Uh, I'm gonna have Surely to, it's not. I'm going to have to jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> Sorry. I hate kicking a bloke when he's down, but he's just... He's let me down immensely. I've not been more let down since I found out... <laughs> The Pope didn't touch me at my Catholic <laughs> church, but he touched all the other kids. Like how I felt left out that I feel. I've not seen Jonathan for a, at least a solid year, and he's just bailed on it. Still don't really know if I can look him in the eye, to be fair. But yeah, Johnny was meant to arrive on Thursday, uh, but he pushed it to Friday, which was fine. And then, surprise, surprise, he didn't even tell us that he pushed it back. We had to ask, oh, when's everyone arriving today? And Johnny said, oh, oh I actually arrived tomorrow at five. So he's pushed it back because he's lady friend. He was flying out the same day. I was hoping you wouldn't notice. But somebody pays attention to detail. Oh, oh wow. Well. Jonathan, are you going to try and rebuttal, Wait, I reckon? Uh, fuck, you got a few knives on my back. I've got to pull out, but I'll, I'll, I'll start with my uh, Bordy's Bandit of the Week, and that is Hawaiian Airlines for, for fucking me over and making the, uh, the arrival uh, time push out even further than uh, I anticipated. So not only was I late, I was even later, causing the boys to miss out from going out to uh, Pacific Beach. 
last night, so instead we had to wander down into the uh, <laughs> fucking city limits of Mission Beach to go out where there was nothing on. All because of me. <laughs> but I, I, I'm blaming Hawaiian Airlines. It's starting to sound like it was my fault again. <laughs> but yeah, we went to this. We basically walked into this bar and it was somebody's birthday. And they had the door shut at the front, probably for a reason. But we, we proceeded to push in and crash Ashley's birthday. <laughs> I got a round of beers to the boys and just said, yeah, yeah, this is good, eh? Like, it's fucking it's pretty sick we're in San Diego. These boys have already seen... Uh, PB and, and how how much fun that could be. So again, I I guess I I cockblocked the boys last night a bit there. But again, I I blame Hawaiian Airlines for their hopeless efforts. But moving along to my budgie smuggler of the week, and that goes to uh, our grooms here and his brother Isaac um, on his bucks too. Uh, he we were a little bit apprehensive. We didn't think he'd uh, embrace the costume as well as he did, but we we dressed him up like a, a Japanese geisha. <laughs> In full kit and yeah. uh, with the socks and all, and he looked he looked incredible. But um, we thought we we might as well go all the way and paint his face white. White face, essentially. White, white face. So not black face because he's already because <laughs> he's already got that covered. So we went we went full white face. But in my defence, I asked the boys to. Uh, I was away at work and there's no arts and crafts sh- shops in the highlands of P&G so I asked the boys could you could you please get some white face paint some makeup anyways no one did anything Brian Freeney the guy that organised the bucks failed to make time but anyways I love you Freeney um, I had to rush and I grabbed some from the uh, the dollar shop and surprise surprise the dollar shop doesn't carry the most quality goods so this face paint we got in we painted on Isaac's face and it, um, it dried fairly quickly, but it began to peel and crack. <laughs> so his white face paint, he, 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 looked, he looked horrendous. He looked like the, the fucking dude on the bike from Saw. Like, that's, that's <laughs> the way the face paint turned out. So we're walking this guy down the street. He's absolutely horrifying. He looks like something from, like, a Korean horror film or something. It was, it was all fucked up. But, but anyways, Isaac was a great sport. I took him to one of my favorite bars in, uh, in Honolulu, which happened to be a gay bar. And uh, we took him up there and uh, two nice gentlemen greeted us at the door in full gimp kit. And um, Isaac was like, are these boys on a rugby tour as well? And like, yeah, it's a rugby bar. <laughs> but we went up there. A lot of real gay blokes just kitted out in, uh, in you know, studded collars and stuff. It was really good. Felt at home. Had a couple of cocktails there and bounced on, but yeah, Isaac, he was absolute legend. And uh, I apologise for rambling on, but he's my budgie smuggler of the week. Yeah, nice. Um, that actually reminded me of another note while you are my body's bandit. Um, we went out to, uh, it was my brother's wedding, and one of the you know stipulations on the on the Bucks party was he wasn't allowed to have any strippers. This is fair enough, and we said, okay, no strippers. But we went out to this R&B hip-hop club and there was some nice, nice uh, ladies that liked to twerk <laughs> and they were on the dance floor twerking and one kind of lifted Back her. Up. Yeah, she <laughs> got her crack out and was on the dance floor just <laughs> twerking. twerking. And what does my mate over here do? He gets the uh, Instagram snap story. And oh, yeah. Would, most people would go, oh, yeah, just close friends. 
No, public <laughs> for everyone to see. Public profile, public everything. And Full the transparency. Snap, the snap looks like we're in the strip club. Oh. And she's just on the dance floor. And he's because he's trying to stitch me up because I was just there dancing. He was staring. And then my um, my brother's wife now, now wife, I uh, saw the snap and goes, okay, these guys are in the strip club and replies, oh, maybe I'll go to like a, a male strip club or something as a, she's angry, she's fuming. And Johnny thinks he's having banter. <laughs> Johnny goes, oh, oh yeah. Dan, yeah, John's mistress was arriving the next day. He goes, oh, yeah, Danielle arrives tomorrow. She knows where all the big dicks are. <laughs> and then no reply from Christina. And then, and then Isaac went missing for pretty much the next day. Oh. Trying to get the wedding back on. Yeah. Thanks to this piece oh. of shit. <laughs> Personal jokes. <laughs> All personal jokes. We're family now. And for those of you that don't know, Ohana means family. I was surprised you didn't have um, Freddy as you bought his bandit because there's a lot of things. What? Yeah, true. He that, deserved it. Yeah, that dog. <laughs> that fucking dog. Oh, that's alright. You can, you can take it off. <laughs> had a rough one towards the end. Yeah. Oh, oh Freeney bought his bandit. Quick, quick yarn. He Wanted was trying to come to, to San Diego. Wanted to come to the with club. With his son. Tried to, uh, tried to uh, ask if it was okay to leave him in the room by himself. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, child service bandit. Child service bandit. <laughs> Oh fuck! Is 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 he saw a lot of cool things? Yeah, he should have been Budgie Smuggler. Actually, yeah, so funny. Yeah. All right, uh, we've had a question from Mitchell Forbes sent in the other week. Uh, he's asked us to explain about any decent hostile horrors. Ooh. Any good stories? Um, hostiles are essential for touring. We're treating ourselves here at the Airbnb, but you know we've always. Been a, our first tour, Johnny stitched us up with the worst hostel in, in Vietnam. <laughs> uh, but What's wrong with the 32 person dorm? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was like five stacked bunk beds. Yeah. Uh, but have you guys any hostel horrors? I know Winnie had a good time last week. Yeah, I, I try to make the most of every time, everywhere. So uh, it it it's definitely a. It, Germany a few years ago we went to uh uh what's up uh Oktoberfest sorry yep. and um my friend to the right here hmm. thought it would be a good idea to try and drink 10 steins in 10 hours I'm not too sure the end result cuz if he did it good on him but <laughs> that's the besides the point I did okay <laughs> clarity um but I proceeded to stay out and I saw so I got home later than he did and what do I come home to is vomit on the floor in <laughs> on a window that doesn't open <laughs> so he's obviously tried to open a window to vomit out of the window <laughs> so all on a windowsill oh. and then the final oh. nail in the coffin was he opened the bedside table to have a chunder as well and what did he vomit on? The oh. Holy Bible. Oh my, that is the word of yeah. God. <laughs> my legs didn't work. I couldn't oh, get up. Yeah. <laughs> You're horrible, man. Yeah. <laughs> and 
from memory that was a four person hostel so I'd hoped oh. that, <laughs> I'm hoped to God that it was just like tots, the other <laughs> the other there was another friend of ours that was with us and him and I slept out in the hallway that night oh God. and I don't know what happened to the fourth person in that room but I pray for them they didn't make it <laughs> I slept like a baby so I had a good night <laughs> oh. speaking of vomit I remember once we stayed in a hostel in, in Byron Bay and it was it was weird it was like a sort of shared one but it was open plan and heaps of rooms and similar thing like I'm throwing up in this laundry sink like ah non-stop ah, and then two like hot Euro chicks walk in with their bags like oh hello and then, so I'm freaking out trying to fucking push this stuff down the sink it's blocking up so I start like scooping it and like carrying it all the while these, these birds are slowly making their way into the room and I'm panicking but I managed to get it all out and just run the sink and bail for a bit I got multiple hostile horror stories that's for sure yeah, I had a a bad one in um Kalgoorlie. It was it was pretty rough. It was like a a tin shed. So I was there the night because I was flying out home. So my uncle dropped me off, and um he's like, "You can't stay here." And proceeded to call my old man to like give him a warning yeah. just in case. But yeah, just a big tin shed, like real wolf, <laughs> real Wolf Creek vibes. Oh, fuck <laughs> like didn't oh, think gosh. I was coming back. In the, it was like an eight person dorm. And um, so I didn't have after the fire. Oh, mate, didn't have a lock on my bag, so I like had my big suitcase in bed with me the whole day. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not leaving it there with these people. You sort of looked like I'm in my lap. It wasn't good. Uh, uh, I remember uh, that was in a uh, hostel in, in Singapore, and um, me and the lads we went out Orchard Towers, of course. And then uh, we got weird there, came back, and I was uh, completely lit up. And uh, uh, anyone that's been to Singapore, it's hot as fuck. So I'm, like, dripping wet and sweat. I get in there. It's a, it's a big dorm room. I know 12 people, but I had, like, three-story uh, bunks. So I get in there. I just fucking rip my clothes off. I don't care. And I proceed to try to climb this ladder. I'm so fucked up. I'm, like, leaning back, and I'm fully nude. I'm trying to climb it. And then I'm, I get about halfway up. And then I look down and there's like this poor Japanese girl trying to sleep my like cock and balls are like against the ladder and she's looking up in absolute horror. And I, I keep climbing, oh, it's too, too, too late to go down, put my clothes on. So I just keep going and just kept going. And the next morning, um, I get a, a complaint from the manager there. I said, I'm like exposing myself to you. But I'm like, no, mate. And then uh, my brother goes, fuck, man. It looked like when... Uh, when King Kong's trying to climb up the building, <laughs> up the building. <laughs> so yeah, that could end badly, but yeah, it was okay. Yeah, there's uh, the the hostel in the main one in Byron Bay. I wouldn't say it's a horror, but when there's a end of season trip for us a few years ago, there there was definitely enough people from the club that would have ruined a lot of other people's times staying in the hostel. Yeah. There would just be terror, so oh. I take my hat off to anyone who lives in hostels for years on end, because that'd be horrid. Especially uh, in Byron Bay. <laughs> this isn't necessarily a horror story, but um, I forget which one it is. I think it's it's near Cheeky Monkeys, but they had like a little basketball court like at the front there, and they had like all the long picnic tables, and um, I'd had a few drinks, and my other buddy staying with us played basketball. I was like, fuck yeah, I go, this will impress the girls. Like, watch this, I'm going to dunk this. I'm going to dunk this hoop, right? So I tell everyone to stop what they're doing and watch this. 
and I run, uh, I start dribbling the ball and I serve it up to the backboard to try to catch it off the backboard and I went for the dunk. Missed entirely and slipped, <laughs> slipped and landed in a puddle of water right out the front of about 30 fucking Dutch birds and proceeded to get heckled and told to, yeah, go, go back to my room. But um, that was my chance, my moment, and I blew it. <laughs> I had a couple of mates, um, were in a hostel in Lisbon and Portugal, so... They were down the bottom. Obviously, if anyone's been to Portugal, there's these big fuck off stairs. They go for like yeah, a yeah. kilometre, and it's it's a tough trek. It's like twenty minutes up, mm-hmm. and um, they're at the bottom of the stairs. And I was in a different hostel at the top, and um, they were coming up to come get on the beers and all that sort of stuff. And then only one of the boys comes up, and I was like, "Where's Where's Damo?" And he's like, "We need to go back and get him." I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like. He got halfway up the stairs and he blacked out and he can't move. There we go. The best thing is, he was calling me. He's like, I'm going to make a return to rugby this year, eh? He's like, I'm coming back. He couldn't even get halfway up these fucking stairs until blacking out and couldn't move. Jesus. What about you, Sione? I'm trying to think of any. My hostel is probably more horrors to the people that I share the dorm with because, you know, I like to sing when I sleep. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, a few, uh, few faces when I wake up and, or when they wake up, they're like looking at me weird. Especially when you've got a belt around your neck. <laughs> what about those, like, um, really old dudes that stay in hostels? Like, I remember once, this was in Miami. I was staying there with, uh, with D, and there was this old guy. I'll never forget, his name was Jerry. And Jerry was obsessed with uh, collecting pens from different hotels. And he cornered us with this story once. I was like, fuck you, Jerry. I'm never asking, asking you what's going on again. Because he proceeded to like, corner each individual traveler that would come in and, and tell him the story. But I'm um, pretty sure he was a sex uh, tourist. And, uh, he was on his way to Cuba. But anyways, so this guy, Jerry, every morning, like, if you're sharing a dorm, it's usually a shared bathroom, right? This motherfucker being uh, geriatric would wake up at five in the morning or something and beat everyone to the shower <laughs> but during that walk to the shower he'd be fully nude <laughs> so picture like this 80 year old bloke and all of the rest of us in the dorm just staring across at each other like what the fuck is this old cunt doing he'd walk across he'd go in the shower he would shower for about like 40 minutes as well <laughs> and then walk out nude again <laughs> It was fun. The Jerry was only there a couple of nights, thank God. So never, never stay in a hostel in Miami again. Oh, <laughs> well, what about your, um, it wasn't a hostel, but what about the, um, where you stayed last time you were in San Diego? Uh, we s- Under a bridge or something. Oh, yeah. So I was only here like a month ago. And um, we, uh, we went and visited Old Town with uh, a few of the uh, other pack boys that are uh, from LA. And one of the, guys there he grew up here here in san diego so he took us out but anyways i was like fuck it i'll find somewhere close by like somewhere local ended up staying in this complete crack crack dungeon (laughs) so tent city should always review like read the reviews (laughs) (laughs) read the reviews first so this crack den right we check in there's cigarette burns on the fucking sheets (laughs) there's blood on the walls and the the entire lot right so the moment we check in i hear this like knock at the door And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, do you order food or something? And like, this fucking, this junkie open, like, is at the door. And he's like, hey man, do you mind if I come in and join you boys? <laughs> and I was like, looked at the other lads. And I went, 
yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> let's get this soup kitchen going. But no, like, no, I turned him away, but um, uh, yeah, so to, to get to where we're going, it wasn't a far walk, but it was like this full street of RVs and tents, everything. So it was a bit, a bit of an experience, but um, yeah, I think, I've, I guess I've choked a lot when it comes to accommodation. <laughs> like this one. <laughs> nah. This one's all right. It's, we're underneath the magnifying glass at the moment. Hey, this is my bedroom, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, See, only slept out here like a dog. Man. <laughs> Can't believe you. The dog. You didn't even treat him. Yeah. <laughs> not in Hawaii. Not here. No. What? I did. I, oh, I tried to buy my way out of it a few times. But it wasn't, it wasn't enough. Oh. Um, anyways, we'll jump into the rest of the questions from our followers. Uh, first question, what rule would you make to improve the game of rugby? Uh, I'd, well, just on a national perspective, uh, you, Australia needs to be able to have the best 15 or 23. Obviously, the the Giddo law or whatever it is called, yeah. definitely, I think, has to be scrapped for any chance to compete for a World Cup or even a Bledisloe because it's been about 20-odd years, so... So pretty much just getting rid of the uh, ghetto law? Yeah. yeah. What about you lads? Probably cut down how much the TMO has effect on the game. It's just, it's, we talk about how hard rugby is to watch sometimes and yeah, it's just that, like, they're trying to speed up scrums and lines, all those sort of things, make more running rugby, all that, but the TMOs is just, every yeah. game it's 10, 15 minutes of just wasted, wasted time. Just that needs to kind of be sped up. I don't know, like, how to fix it because obviously you need to make sure the right decision's made, but maybe if there's just, like, a limit or something yeah. just just to speed it up. Yeah, but all of those head-knock ones, they could probably just do it after the review, after the game and suspend them or fine them or whatever. Yeah. Instead of yellow-carding like, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, head-knock. I thought you were talking about, like, HIA, but you could speed it up and when they're on the field just you know how many fingers am I holding up and then it's just way, way quicker turnaround like old school stuff <laughs> how many of these five fingers am I holding up so you can say <laughs> yeah oh. rule, um, I reckon I'd, I'd loosen up uh, restrictions on performance enhancing drugs <laughs> but instead of for everyone you can choose one player and you can gas him the fuck up. Like, just juice him up to the gills with like tests and the whole lot so you can have one super player. And anyone can choose their super player to like make him like super soldier rugby player. Or Captain America. Or yeah, just one one guy only, but. Yeah. So then it's, it's fair. It's like the old AI sports game, just increase yeah. all the stats. Yeah, yeah it changes stats. Oh. Oh, thanks for that, mate. Yeah. So think about it, rugby. Stands up. We can trial it at touring level. <laughs> we, there, there are performance enhancing on tour, tours. Well, yeah, the ones I've been a part of. Performance enhancing. What about enhancing? <laughs> well, they enhance the Saturday night performance. <laughs> Socially enhancing. Uh, <laughs> next question. Thoughts on a club championship between the top two of each state comp? Yeah. So they go into a little national comp where it's, oh national sort of like, like America. Final four. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it'll be like Shoot Shield, QPR, like Champions League. Dower. What's the Forsyth one? Uh, Fortescue. Fortescue. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Fortescue. Huh? 
All right, no kicking from you today. <laughs> just if they kick it, just run it back. We'll <laughs> sort it from telling there. your fullback <laughs> not to kick the ball. And then, um, in my infinite wisdom, first touch, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to put an up and under up. Um, middle of the field, I kick it out on the full. <laughs> and, um, uh, to be fair, that's very common for backs to do. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good effort. That's the, for worst, sure. the worst part was I was coming from Sunny Coast to play in Brizzy as well, and that whole hour and a bit drive was just, how am I going to explain this on Tuesday for, for, for the film? He pulled me in before training. He's like, what did I, what did I tell you to do? He's like, not kick. What did you do? Yeah, yeah, I kicked it. <laughs> I've, I've got a few years ago, Calandra Reserves had a game and I, I think I, I was playing for whatever reason and um, the coach was also the halfback at the time, so I... Um, no, it was. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Um, and yeah, there was one time we had a penalty kick for touch, and I didn't put it out. And didn't I know about it from the halfback, who was still the coach, but standing out there with me, <laughs> just received it. So thanks for that, Stewie Hammond. <laughs> yeah. I guess, yeah, it's hard to recall some of these things. I know I remember a lot of the calls the coaches made that I probably disagreed with. But <laughs> I've had fairly supportive coaches over the years, but I do remember once I was taking a uh, shot at goal from the sideline and the uh, the coach goes, oh, he's on the side, and he goes, John, all right, um, nice and easy, like a golf swing. <laughs> and all I could picture is how fucking horrid I was off the tee at a fucking golf swing. So when I kicked the ball, I shanked the living fuck out of it. <laughs> And he looks at me and it was just like Happy Gilmore with uh, Bob Barker. He's like, that was not nice and easy. <laughs> Why are you kicking for goal? <laughs> yeah. Man, at least, yeah, at least you had to kick all right. Uh, <laughs> just need the psychological coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Skills were there. Just the mentally, just wasn't tap ready. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Someone's asked best tour stories. Uh, personally, like... The Toowoomba Trio from Saigon. Yeah, yeah. They come in and just hurricane Benny Conway, Caskey. Um, and Rhino. Yeah, Rhino. Obviously, Saucy was the main <laughs> yeah. introducer to them, but they come in like the hurricane they are and yeah. pretty much ruin Saigon for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> they need to come back. Oh, I think one of them, I think Caskey right. went... When he flew home, he went straight from... He missus picked him up and he goes, take me to the hospital. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me, but I need to go to the hospital. <laughs> That's it. It's like that, oh, yeah. Well, Benny Conway, obviously, first oh, time ever leaving Australia. Yeah. Goes out till silly o'clock when the sun's coming up. That's why he got Curtly Bill Award. Yeah, he was yeah. a Curtly Bill, but... Yeah, those... that Just the, the influence those three had, like, coming in red hot. Yeah. Little sleep over the five or six days from all three and Saucy, obviously, but yeah, yeah they would them and like Matty Hall just oh, yeah. at that opening party of Saigon, yeah, they set the benchmark, yeah, definitely. yeah, though, the OG tours like those crews were pretty, yeah, pretty wild. Like, I remember, yeah, the bangers first one, like Shop, Franny, mm. Johnny, Sonny, like everyone, like. And of the old boys, it's always the old boys are the weirdest ones, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like. And they keep coming back. Yeah, they're just always wow. there. Yeah, locals really. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's there's so many touring stories. I don't want to go on forever, but uh, just recently, 
um, we were out and we were at this Irish pub and everyone was pretty lit up and it was about to close anyway so we thought fuck it um, I don't want to be here at closing time let's go get some food and uh, one of the boys there he was still inside and uh, as we departed we realized this and, and one of the other guys went in to come and grab him um, obviously didn't want to leave he met some new friends and uh, later on the next day um, he tells us man I think I got spiked and I'm like, what made you, makes you say that, man? And he's like, yeah, so um, all I remember is I was drinking with you guys. And then uh, sometime early in the morning, I wake up I'm in the back uh, of this convertible <laughs> and like heavy techno is pumping. And this old boy in the front looks over his shoulder <laughs> and he goes, we're going back to uh, my house to fuck my wife. <laughs> and old mate in the back. He was completely paralyzed, he said. He couldn't move. And he said, it was best being described by him. He goes, man, I knew we were going back to his house, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> so then he said he started thinking about his family and stuff like that. He yeah. got enough strength and managed to climb out at the lights and then uh, slept in the bush <laughs> and then woke up in the morning. But uh, how true that the latter part of that story is. We don't know. He could be concealing more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kept his parts he had, close to the chest Yeah, he there. got in, I think, a day or two late. And uh, he's he had first night fever. We saw him building. Yeah. We were like, oh, we need to go before we have to look after him. Which is, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> look after right. your mates. I remember our um, second Bangkok tour I went on. We um staying in this real sus hotel because we got kicked out of all the good ones from previous tours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. And it was that like, happens. they were like living hotels like the, obviously Ty locals live there as well and um, who I was rooming with gave me a call because I was back early from a night out. He goes, oh, I need you to leave the room. I was like, why? He's like, oh, I'm bringing a girl back. I was like, oh, fuck, all right. And then I get a call about 10 seconds later, actually, we're opening the door, you need to go hide. What? <laughs> I was like, where do you want me to hide? He's like, just go hide in the toilet or something. I was like, fuck, all right. So I'm sitting in there, I was like, it can't be suspicious, so I had the lights off, sitting in the just pitch black darkness in the toilet. What and a then, good friend. Yeah, doing the right thing. That, that, if we had the budgie smuggler segment, I'd be the budgies for that. <laughs> yeah. And then all I can hear is, oh, I need to go to the toilet. Oh, I yes. Like, like looking for a window or something. And then she opens the door, turns the lights on. I'm just sitting there on the tall, fully closed <laughs> in the dark. And I just panicked. Oh, it was sheer panic. Like, I just got up and ran. Just hand <laughs> past her. Did you not think to jump into the shower and do the old, like, shower cut? <laughs> oh, well, she's on like, the toilet. You could at least still, like, jerk off safely in the shower. No, I panicked. It was oh. just pure fear and just ran oh you see fuck. Fuck. that's weird because every tour you room with Winnie that's right. <laughs> oh fuck did, uh, <laughs> yeah like, that was right it was Winnie did that so called bloke just pretend he didn't know you and was like oh god somebody's broken, <laughs> broken in it's a rat so sick oh uh, yeah I, d I can't actually even defend myself so yeah horrible Winnie yeah I'd probably be the Bordy's bandit then really out of that Band story Mm. I think there's nothing worse than somebody that that won't let you in when you get back from a night out. Amount of times, <laughs> poor old uh, frisbee. I'm pretty sure he's never oh, stayed in yeah. any accommodation ever. He's slept, slept on the beach consistently because no one lets him in. Makes a few times oh. the do the door's not even locked and he still yeah, can't right? get in. And he still fucks it up. <laughs> oh, he, 
He can go off on his own little fucking plan, that bloke. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, Alright, Ustjuice. Is it true that when Freeney votes, he makes his own box and ticks spring rolls? That's a good one. <laughs> Maybe that's why he flew home. Uh, <laughs> to vote, so, yeah. so he can make sure he get his vote in. But, uh, strangely <laughs> enough, rough. I feel like he's got a new mistress now. Masubi. Oh, yeah. Masubis. Oh, my days. Look him up. I thought Freeney was bad with spring rolls. Masubi. I yeah. think on um, my last night uh, on the after the reception, there was an after party at my brother's hotel. And uh, Freeney goes missing. And then we and get kicked out of the bar because they're closing it up. And then we go to leave to get an Uber to um, Denny's for a midnight snack. And then this Uber pulls up. <laughs> and Johnny looks at the plates and goes, oh, no, that's not our Uber. And then the door just out. flings open. Freeney's heated with a massive paper bag. And he's like, boys, I got Wasubis. Oh, Wasubis. <laughs> oh, Wasubis. <laughs> and he's just handing out. <laughs> he took an Uber all the way to 7-Eleven, the other side of town, just to get Masubis. That's it. Didn't bring piss. No, didn't yeah. bring any party favours. Just a big bag <laughs> of Masubis. None they? of us. So, it's like rice, rice wrapped spam. in sushi thing, but with spam on top of the rice. Yeah, so it's like a spam oh. sushi roll. Yeah. They're actually, when you smash, they're not too bad. Uh, but yeah, Freeney quickly developed an yeah. addiction. <laughs> it's a bad one. Probably like six thousand calories <laughs> yeah. in each roll. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one from Us Juice. This is not a thank you for the question, but shout out to my boss, the Body Bandit, for denying my leave application. Same way my, same way the immigration denied my dad's visa. <laughs> <laughs> Shout Runs out to his family. boss. <laughs> Serves you right, Ustjus. Ustjus. Uh, last one from Ustjus and uh, last of our questions. What's with these election ads? You really think Labour will win and put money into Clubland? <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I hope I for their sake they are. Yeah, right? Did you guys vote? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I put the uh, male one in. Just told my mum to choose anyone besides Scomo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because I've been fined before for not voting, so I'm not going through that again. Oh man, I didn't even know when the vote was. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> um, yeah, we got Magafest coming up next week. Um, what else are we got? We're in Austin uh, Austin's tomorrow. Texas, so if you're yeah. out in Austin, come see us. We'll be on Rainy Street. Pretty much every day. <laughs> yeah, we're going to the uh, Guiltinis versus San Diego game tonight, so we'll uh, tell you all about it how it went uh, on the next pod. Um, thanks for tuning in, guys. Yeah, yeah. And as they say here in San Diego, Are you Australian. What did they say? Hey, you get from out behind the bushes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop hey. sucking that guy off behind the trash can. <laughs> Oh, that's what they... You stay classy. <laughs> yeah, you stay classy. There you go. Hey. Oh. Cheers, boys. Thank you. <laughs>